This call is being recorded. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Valacita. Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning, Eva. Great. Good. Good. Amen. Good morning, Yvonne. And I believe I heard Deborah Evans. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, this is Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Alicia. How are you? Happy Wednesday. Thank you. I'm doing well. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Valacita. This is Priscilla. Good morning, Priscilla. Good morning, family. Good morning, this is morning, morning Valuable. Good morning, Pam. Good morning, Pam. Good morning, Cassandra. Good morning, Cassandra. Hey, Good morning, Valuable. Hi, family. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Krishanda. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, JC. Good morning, JC. Happy Wednesday, family. Good morning, Valacita. It's Nikisha. Good morning, Nikisha. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, family. This is Bubbly. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Bubbly. <coughs> Happy Wednesday. Good 
Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? My name is Leilani. Did you say Leilani? Yes. Good morning, Leilani. Is this your Good first morning. time calling in? Yes. Oh, welcome. Who invited you? Uh, Elizabeth Hunt. I'm sorry, the phone Elizabeth. went out a little bit. Elizabeth? Oh, wonderful. Thank you for calling in. We hope that you enjoy and that you'll continue to call in. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Good morning, Victory family. This is Pam. I love y'all. Happy Wednesday. Thank you, Pam. Happy Wednesday to you as well, and we love you too. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Felicita. It's Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. It is Happy Wednesday. Yes, yes, yes. Good morning, Mona. Good morning. I know when I hear your voice, I know what time it is. Hey. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Good morning. Good to hear your voice. You too. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Good morning, Valacita. This is Gloria. Good morning, Declare family. Good morning. Sounding a little better, Gloria. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yes, you sound ma'am. a lot Thank better. You. Thank you. Yo, yo, yo. Good morning, family. Good morning, Brother E. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Sam. It's Moni. Good morning, Moni. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning. This is Walona calling. From the city of San Francisco, this is my first time. No, my second time. Good morning. Good morning and welcome. Who invited you? Um, my god sister Michelle. She um, invited me here, and I've listened to you guys, and I'm really impressed and moved by you guys, and I will continue to listen. Oh, so glad to hear that. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you, and I hope you enjoyed the call today and that you'll continue to call in. Now, would you mind repeating your name for me, please? Walona. Is that with a W or F? With a W, Walona. Walona. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you called in. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Can I say, this is Pam again, can we please keep Joe B. and his family lifted up in prayer, please? Can you repeat the name for me, please, Pam? Joe B. P-H-E-A-B. 
Okay. Thank you so, so much. So is this the fee family that we need to keep lifted up? The fee family, yes. The fee family. Okay. Okay, I Thank sure you will. So much. Thank you. God bless you all. I bless you too. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute, and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here in Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to join us daily in December for the monthly theme entitled Vision. You don't want to miss the messages, teachings, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declares. There's one announcement. Today is the day that Declare Victory fasts for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. We have a few um, prayer requests submitted from the app from by Rosanna. She's requesting prayer for Sheree Anderson. She is having surgery today, so let's just keep her lifted up. Also, please pray for CJ as he is in his own way and is not permitting God to do what God needs to do in his life. Then we have a spoken prayer request for the Fee family. So let's just keep them lifted up and uh, keep them in our prayers today. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer will be done by Sabrina. Then we'll go into corporate praise, and then the declaration will be done by Dion, and then we'll go into closing comments, which will also be hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer will be done by Sabrina, and then we'll go right into uh, corporate praise, and then the declaration will be done by Dion, and then closing comments will be hosted by Dion as well. The scripture for today is Psalms chapter 5, verse 3. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. And before we close the hosting portion, I just want to welcome Leilani and Walona. And uh, we're so happy to hear your voice and so happy that you guys called in. And we hope that you continue to call in. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off the of mute. And I now pass the call to Sabrina. Father, we thank you this morning for your mercy that woke us up. We thank you for covering us last night as we slept, God. We thank you for just being the strong man of the house, God. We thank you. God, for just allowing us the grace and the mercy to see another day, God, as we gather as a family to seek your first, your face first thing this morning early, God. We are so excited to be able to greet you with prayer, God. We thank you for the opportunity to set the atmosphere in a way that makes teaching and preaching 
easy. So God, we don't take this task lightly, but we step up, God, and we ask that you would come into our midst and have your way on this morning. You are amazing, God. You do all things well, God. You didn't even have to allow us to see today, but you did. And for that, we are extremely grateful. So God, before we ask you for anything, we set our petitions aside for just a moment and take a moment to thank you for everything. You are such an amazing God. You are a good, good father. And no matter what we have need of, we have to all sit down and agree that you do all things well. God, we thank you for everything that has worked out in our favor. God, we thank you for bringing us to the fourth day of December 2019. God, the year has not been easy. God, but you brought us safely through. And for that, we can say thank you for every trial and tribulation, for every mountain, for every hard place, for every bout of troubled water. God, you have been amazing to us. And it is because of your mercy that we are not consumed. God, your grace, it never fails. So we are extremely grateful just to be here today, to be able to lift up hands and to serve you, God. We adore you. You're an amazing, amazing God. So as we get ready to look towards 2020, God, we we do it knowing that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. And there's nothing that we'll be able to accomplish without you, God. We thank you for vision. We thank you for the plans that you have for us, plans to prosper us, God. We thank you for the pathway that you've set before us, God. We thank you that you've given us teaching to illuminate our pathways, to open up our eyes, to give us that 2020 vision, God. We thank you for an opportunity to continue to go closer to you, to know you better, God. We Thank you that you are not so high that you can't be touched with the things that bother us and concern us. God, you are touched by our infirmities. God, you're touched by the things that we carry. God, your word gave us permission to cast all of our cares on you. So, God, I thank you for an opportunity to go into 2020 burden-free. God, I thank you for an opportunity to go into it without weights, God, without concerns and without worries, knowing that my hand is in your hand. So, God, I thank you for every caller under the sound of my voice. I thank you for my brothers and sisters that are on the line. God, I thank you for our new callers, Leilani and Walona. God, I thank you. Hallelujah. That this will be the best day of their week because they're joining us, God, with corporate prayer. So I ask that you will bless them. Hallelujah. Give them favor. That's uncanny. God, I ask that you would open doors and make ways, make this the best Wednesday that they've experienced in a long time. God, we lift up the C family to you, God. We ask that you would do what only you can do, and that's to be God in their midst. We ask that you would heal what's broken, give peace where there's confusion, make ways, God, where there needs to be provision. God, we lift up charades. Anderson to you, God, as she gets ready to go into surgery today, God, we thank you for the surgical team, God, that will be administering to her. We ask that you would touch them. Hallelujah. Touch their hands. Touch their insight. Touch their intellect, God. I ask that you would be the surgeon in the room, God, and that you will bring her out. All right. We thank you that your will is being done in her life, God. We lift up CJ to you, God. We hear a mother's plea on today for her son to surrender his life to you. Please mute your phone. God, we ask that you would touch him like only you can. We ask that you would Speak to him like only you can. God, we ask that you would do what only you can do, and that's to draw. You said if you be lifted up, that you would draw all men. So, God, we lift him up. We lift you up, God. We join with Rosanna, and we lift 
you up so that you would do the drawing, God, and not just for CJ, but for all of our children, for every child that's attached to this line, for every grandchild, God, we ask that you would do the drawing, God. We thank you because we have placed them in your hands, and God, we know that there's no one that can pluck them out. So God, as we get ready to set the atmosphere, hallelujah, we take our phones off of mute, and we do so with great joy and enthusiasm, thanking you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing.
touch minds so that we can receive the word that you are sending. We thank you for your anointing that is present, that is breaking yokes. Hallelujah. That is tearing down strongholds. God, we thank you. Hallelujah for your spirit that just swept through and answered prayers. God, we thank you that you are a God that hears all. God, you see and hear what's being said and what's not being said. God, so we thank you for every prayer that we couldn't formulate with words. We thank you that it made it to you, God. We thank you, hallelujah, that you received it. God, we thank you for the angels that's being dispatched right now. Hallelujah, to watch over us and keep us from danger seen and unseen. Hallelujah, we thank you for those warring angels that's being dispatched. Hallelujah, to war on our behalf. God, we thank you. Because you're the God of the possible. So as we place our phones back on mute, hallelujah, as we all place our phones back on mute, hallelujah, I turn the call over to Dion. Bless his name, hallelujah. It sounds to me like somebody has a grateful heart this morning. It might be about 25 or 35 of us that feel like it this morning. Bless his name for surely he is great and greatly to be praised. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Bless God. What an awesome sound this morning. Um, I want to make sure you guys can hear me okay. Am I sounding like I'm in a fishbowl? Do I sound okay? It sounds fine. Sounds good to me. Awesome sauce. Thank you so much for that confirmation. Well, again, I welcome you this morning to the Breakfast of Champions. Thank you, Valuable Valacita, for your awesome hosting and greeting. Thank you, Sabrina, for ushering us into the presence of God. And thank you for every single voice that was lifted up this morning to glorify and honor our Lord and Savior. To our new callers, we are so happy uh, to have you grateful that you took some time out of your morning uh, to set the course of your day. I would consider this a spiritual GPS as we are in the third watch of the day. This is the third watch hour. This is the, the time that we are uh, specified to, number one, let the enemy know what we are not having on today. So I'm just grateful to God for another opportunity to share. We've been talking about, about vision uh, the last couple of days. And if you missed it, you can always download the app and listen to the replay. Yesterday was absolute fire. Thanks be unto God who uh, used Elizabeth Hudson, Lady Elizabeth Hudson, mightily on yesterday. And I am just expecting great things in this season. I promise I won't be before you too long. Um, our prayer exceeds our normal time, but we already know that's not an issue because without prayer, we are destined to fail. And so I thank God for uh, Sabrina's obedience, even in prayer, in loosening and dispatching uh, the host of angels that are assigned to each and every one of us to go before us and clear our pathway. I want to continue with talking about vision as we are 28 days or 27 days, 26 days, some kind of days, honey, away from the start of the year. And I believe that there's nothing more powerful than having uh, spiritual insight, divine intellect, uh, kingdom understanding as it relates to what this next decade will hold uh, 
uh, for each and every one of us. Uh, the primary teaching is going to come out of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Um, and, and I'm going to rattle off a few scriptures, and then I'm going to head over to Genesis. Uh, I'm going to head over to Genesis, and that'll be Genesis, the fifth chapter, 32nd uh, verse. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Noah, a little bit about Noah. Uh, you guys know I like to preface things, and so uh, I have a tendency to tell my business as it relates to um, identifying and charting us uh, toward a realistic life application principles. Uh, I, I remember the day uh, that I opened my second salon. Second salon, I was 26 years old, maybe 25, I'm not positive. Uh, but I'd seen this building uh, sitting on the corner of Sonoma and Virginia, and it was uh, bigger than the salon I had previously, where footage was a whole bunch larger, and I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself now, you're making a big stretch here, sister. This was in in the early 90s, and uh, I was young and full of insight, full of innovation, had the courage of a lion, and so in my mind, uh, similar to Joshua, I said, I believe uh, this is what I'm going to do. At the time, I had built up a pretty solid clientele, and um, God had reestablished me in that season from one transition to the next. If you keep in mind that we are always uh, in transition to greater. Uh, rain shines, sleet or snow, day in, day out, every single day, <clears throat> there should be expectation that transition is taking place. And and so I saw this, uh, uh, this was back in the day before the internet was popular, so there was just a basic sign in the window. And I remember pulling out my camera <clears throat> at the time, cell phones didn't have cameras just yet, and so I took a picture and I hurried to the Photoshop to go get the pictures developed so that I could put a picture of this salon on the corner uh, on my refrigerator. See, what I realized is that you have to see it before you see it or you never will. You have to see it before you see it or you never will. I, I remember uh, there was nothing really spiritual about this plight. Uh, I had a trade. Uh, I had some resources, but listen, I didn't have the money to give this man first, last deposit, all of the rest of the stuff. I knew it needed a build out. It was absolutely empty, which meant plumbing needed to be done, flooring needed to be done, equipment needed to be purchased. And I'm looking at this empty building and I'm thinking to myself, now, how am I going to pull this off? And I remember I started to pray and I said, well, Lord, if it's your will, uh, I know you will make a way. You you will make a way. And uh, relentless in, in my early 20s, uh, I called the man and I had a briefcase, honey, because I thought I was something. And I went to go meet the man. His name was Jonathan Bennyfield. I went to meet him with my briefcase in hand and I had a, written a note and put it on the inside. If you open the door, I promise to walk through it. There was no money in there. There was a, a, a stack of checks. That was back in the day when we actually used to write out checks and use our ledger to balance our checkbooks. And um, I knew that I didn't have the money, 
but I knew that I had the skills to get it done. And so I remember uh, asking the Lord, okay, well, what do I call it? And he said to me, Salon Deliverance. Now, I didn't know I was being set up at the time. I'm 24, 25, however old. Somebody needs to mute their phone for me. 25 years old. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I had been in church my whole entire life. I had uh, spent a whole bunch of time going uh to choir rehearsal and BTU, Baptist Training Union, for those uh, that grew up in the good old Baptist church and uh, part of the Sunshine Band. I'd done all of that stuff, but this was a season where God was pulling me out of complacency in relationship with him, and he was building my faith. And so I remember meeting with Mr. Benefield, and he said, if you want it, you can have it. And I pulled out my checkbook. I wrote a check for funds I absolutely did not have. I gave him the check, and I walked out of there. I presented with confidence. And then I got in my car and literally freaked completely out. And as I did that, I, I remember saying to myself, Lord, I don't know what I got myself into. <laughs> um, and I'm thinking to myself, um, you know, I, I don't I don't know if I'm going to be able to, you know, pay for this flooring and all these different things, all the things that were required. I had to go to the fire marshal and the planning people and, you know, all the things that were necessary to take care of business. And, again, I'm a single mother. I got a car note. I got rent. I got this, that, and the third. And the Lord kept telling me to pursue, kept telling me to pursue. So with that, I'm going to I'm going to read a little bit and then I promise I'll tie it all together. So you've got to have a, a practical understanding because these life situations are necessary for us to get to the other side. And so Hebrews, the 11th chapter, living by faith, See, vision will always require you believing something, even if it's not Jesus. For folks that are not dead set on the truth of who God is, the truth of God's word, they believe in something. I can only imagine Steve Job believing in something. I can only imagine Oprah Winfrey believing in something. I can only imagine even those that are in the arts and in theater uh, believing in something, holding on to something so true and so dear that it drives them even when they can't physically see it they can see it in their mind's eye kind of like that picture I put on my refrigerator I couldn't see the liquidity of the resources that I needed but I remember he gave it a name and when God gives it a name he has to complete it now faith is the reality of what is hoped for the proof of what is not seen for by it, our ancestors won God's approval. Now, there's a winning of approval, knowing that faith without works is dead. Now, I could have looked at that building and assumed that uh, I probably won't be able to make enough money to make sure that this is secure. And I probably uh, won't have enough resources. Uh, uh, chances are uh, the furniture is going to cost far too much, right? By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. And so I found myself uh, every single day going to this building. 
And after I'd given the man the keys, now mind you, I don't have any money, child. I don't know where the money is coming from. And I would go inside of the salon and start to talk to the stations that did not exist. I would begin to open up my mouth and say, stations here, stations there, the shampoo bowls will go here. And I began to make the calls that were necessary. And in between my clients, I worked down the street. Uh, I would go back up to the corner and I would say, and then I'm going to put a sign right here. I'm going to put this, that, and the third on the door. And I began to make the phone calls. Now, I didn't have the money just yet, right? By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was approved as a righteous man because God approved his gift. How many of you know that even uh, when God gives you a thing to see, it is a gift unto God when it's God-inspired? It is a gift to the nations when it is God-fueled and God-motivated. It is a gift to the nations. It's not just a, a simple gift, something for you just to have resources. It is something that empowers the people around you to believe a little bit further. And even though he is dead, he still speaks through his faith. See, faith does this thing uh, called lead legacy. Faith and vision. When you see a thing and you can get to a thing, and, and sometimes uh, your effort and your, uh, your, your fueling, the, the thing that you are focused on, is so much bigger than you that you may not even see the end of it, right? So the Word of God says, by faith, Enoch was taken away, and so he did not experience death. He was not to be found because God took him away. He was approved as one who pleased God. Now, without faith, it is impossible to please God, since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. One of the things I learned about uh, being a visionary and being able to see a thing is if you try to do it on your own merit, chances are it will be a flop. If the thing is so small that you can build it by yourself, chances are it won't leave legacy. But uh, th this is the one that I want you to hear. By faith, Noah, after he was warned about what was not yet seen, listen, that takes vision, he was warned about what was not yet seen by godly fear, built an ark to deliver his family. By faith, he condemned the world and because uh and became an heir of righteousness that comes by faith. Vision is almost always motivated by what we believe. If you don't see it, again, before you see it, chances are you won't be able to accomplish it. You have to be able to see past what you see in order to see what he said. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and set out for a place that he was going to receive as an inheritance. Listen to this. He went out even though he did not know where he was going. How many times has God given you an instruction? And because you didn't know the clear pathing, uh, you froze in your tracks. How many times has God given you something to accomplish or to complete? And right now, to this day, you are still in a place of stagnation because you can't see how to put the pieces together. Uh, I'm going to raise my hand right there. There are 
still times where God tells me to do a thing. And in my mind, that courageous 20-something-year-old girl, honey, life has a way of kicking you in your stomach so hard you can't see nothing but stars. Uh, life has a way of impeding upon your process with disappointment and frustration because the last thing God told you to do didn't turn out exactly how you thought it would. By faith, he stayed as a foreigner in a land of promise, living in tents and and as did Isaac and Jacob, co-heirs of the same promise. See, one of the things you have to know, according to Psalms 139, 16, every day of your life is already written. The problem is our ability to cooperate with the truth of what God has already said. Uh, I'm going to jump over to Genesis, the fifth chapter. One of the things that I fooled around and I found out after Noah was 500 years old, he became the father of Shem, Lem, and Ham. Uh, I'm going to jump down. And so uh, uh, Noah was informed. I'm going to paraphrase the story just for the sake of time. Noah was informed by God uh, that God was displeased. Somebody needs to mute their phone for me. God was not pleased with how wicked the earth had become, and, and he let Noah in on a secret. He let Noah in on what he was about to do, and he gave him insight. Now, mind you, it had never rained. Noah had never seen an ark. Noah didn't know what it looked like or what it felt like to build an ark, but there was something in him because he believed in something greater than him that had greater purpose, greater destiny, and a greater future. He began to listen to what was happening on the inside of him, and God gave Noah very specific instructions to the cubits. I know we've heard the story over and over and over and over again, but one of the things that I love about what uh, Noah's character, it says, and straightway Noah obeyed God, right? But he obeyed God and had the capacity to obey God because he had faith in something greater than him. Imagine yourself in a place where no one had ever seen rain and saying out of your mouth, listen, it's going to rain. And honey, the folks around you are doing nothing but chuckling. Yep, she didn't snap. What, what's about to happen? Is that right? All right, well, you knock yourself out. God giving you instructions. Save everything that's important to you. Save your family, your children and their wives. Uh, get one of each animal, a, a male and a female, so that we can replenish the earth. And then Noah, uh, in the middle of nowhere, honey, uh, drunk as Cuda Brown, according to the word. And he may not have been drunk, but he was, you know, he was a sipper is what he did. But at the end of the day, his flaws did not... Uh, eliminate him from the process of the promise, right? His shortcomings did not eliminate him from the process of the promise. And get this, one of the things I noticed, uh, and one of the things that comes to the forefront of my mind is Noah uh, fooled around and ended up in an isolated place. You ever been in a place where you're trying to figure out what in heaven backwards is going on? Why am I in this stage and in this place? I want you to consider this. See, sometimes when God is building a thing through you, when he's giving you this,
vision, when he's given you insight, uh, what he'll do is he'll keep you away from the things that will keep you from walking into the promise. Uh, sometimes visionaries and people with vision, people that understand certain things, they end up in secluded places and end up in places where uh, there's nobody but them and God. Every now and again, you'll fool around and uh, get a, a phone call or a visit, but you have to be okay with being alone in his presence. There's something about the power of being alone in his presence. Even like this morning and the sound, there, there were things, there were instructions. There were instructions that were given this morning to the angels that are responsible for you to help you uh, complete the work, to help hold up your arms. There were things that were dispatched. There's something uh, that bears great weight when it comes to recognizing who you are in the spirit and being able to see what you can't see before you see it. There's something uh, about when God wants to put something in the earth, he will separate you uh, and not to punish you, but to keep you from the naysayers, the ones that say, yep, she crazy. Yep, he crazy. Yeah, that's impossible. That's not going to work. He keep you from running your mouth and telling everybody what you're about to do. Listen, Noah didn't have to explain he was building a boat. They wouldn't have understood anyway. They hadn't seen it. Sometimes you're building something somebody ain't seen, and you just got to do it in the dark. You dig? You got to do it in the dark. Sometimes you got to put yourself in a situation where you don't worry yourself with what you think you see. Uh, you may be uncomfortable. You may be frustrated. And, and look, it took Noah a while to build that thing. It's not like it was an overnight thing. It's just him, some wood, uh, some myrrh, some this cubit and that cubit and build this door. Can you imagine? You know, a lot of times we get frustrated. I want to talk to uh, those that are seasoned. I want to talk to the ones that ain't 25 no more, not even 40-something, but you kind of feel like it's a wrap. You feel like it's over. My good years are behind me, and now it's just going to be me and the Lord. I'm going to be over here and mind my business. The devil is a lie. There is still life left in you. Keeping in mind, I know that times have changed and process has changed, but at the end of the day, God promised you something, right? And, and get this, even if you don't see the end of it, you are still responsible for building the beginning of it. Uh, one of the things I love about this call that the Lord built strategically all by himself is I love when I hear the children speak. I love when I hear the children say good morning. I love to hear the children's voices because if nothing else, they'll know that there's something greater than them, that there's a God they can cry out to, that they've seen miracles, signs, and wonders, that they've experienced the truth and the power of God's word. They've seen mama and daddy go through some things and crazy as they are, get up in the morning at six o'clock and get on the phone with a whole bunch of other folks that have the unmitigated goal to believe that we serve a God that is well able to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond anything we could think, hope for, or imagine. That's what vision does. And vision doesn't come from just your sanctified imagination. Vision is birthed in your heart, and it is captured by your hands. What is it that you are doing as a visionary with your hands to implement that which God has shown you in your heart, that your mind has to conceive that your words have to manifest the truth of the promise. And I can only imagine Noah on the day when it finally rained. <laughs> 
after everybody had called him crazy and talked about him, after everybody had something smart and slick to say, I can only imagine him saying, yeah, I'm thinking you might have wanted to help me pick up some of that wood and put this boat together. But the reality is everybody ain't getting on the boat. Right? It's going to be you and Yoan, as my grandmother would say. It's going to be you and who God chose to go with you on that process. Sometimes we have to leave people behind. Sometimes uh, we don't need to explain ourselves. I'm not explaining anything that God told me to do. Uh, this has been a season for me of stillness, and it hasn't been the easiest. But God is building something on the back end. 99% of it is what's in you. Where is your faith struggling? Where are you uh, not giving in to the truth of the power of God's word and the purpose and the promise related to who you are? Listen, uh, another piece in uh, Hebrew, the 11th chapter by faith, even Sarah herself, when she was unable to have children, again, the season, folks, listen, I know that sometimes it looks different than what you thought it would. I, I remember being a young girl saying to myself, by the time I'm 20, I'm going to do X. And by the time I'm 30, I'm going to have Z. And by the time I'm 40, I'm going to be in so-and-so on Rio de Janeiro, honey, sipping on uh, uh, my ties and swimming and so on and so forth. Honey, listen, that, that is not what happened here, right? But she received power to conceive offspring, even though she was past the age since she considered that the one who had promised was faithful. Uh, you have to use the history that you have with God. Uh, Sabrina calls it a faith file. You have to use the history that you have with God to make your next move, to operate in the vision that God has given you for this new decade. Therefore, from one man, in fact, from one as a uh, from one as good as dead came offspring as numerous as the stars and the sky, immeasurable as the grains of sand along the seashore. Now, Sarah and Abraham uh, are concrete evidence of today. We are the children of Sarah and Abraham, our forefathers. And as it relates to the truth of what God's word says, right, right by faith, Abraham, when tested, offered up Isaac, right? He could have said, no, nah, I'm not going to be able to do that. I pray for this child. And then you sent the angel to tell Sarah that the baby was coming, and now you want the baby back? Right? But because he had vision, and because his vision was fueled by faith, he was able to get out of his own way. How many of us are in our own way? How many of us have forgotten time after time after time that God has not only made a way, but he's paved a way out of nothing? How many times have we forgotten about the reality that we could have been homeless? And even for some of us that have been homeless, you're still here. You still have the cognizance of mind. How many times for those of us that have struggled with addiction and alcoholism and fornication and adultery and all the different things? things that the world and their impression rest on us, but God gave us the grace and had mercy enough for us to escape a thing, right? By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of his sons, right? 
By faith, Joseph, as he was nearing the end of his life, mentioned the exodus of the Israelites and gave instruction concerning the bones. By faith, Moses, after he was born, was hidden by his parents for three months because they saw that the child was beautiful. Listen, his parents had vision. Right? But it was by faith that all of those things took place. Is your faith intact this morning? I know it looks difficult. I know nobody's done it before. I know it's a little bit uncomfortable. I know that you're frustrated in the process. I know that it's lonely getting to the end thereof. I know that some things are a matter of fact, and the reality is I don't see how I'm going to do it. The reality is I'm like Abraham right up and through here, Jesus. I know you told me to do X, but I can't see X for Y. Right? Why, why would I do that? Why would I go there? Sometimes the why doesn't need to be attached. Sometimes you just have to face it. Vision requires that you have the courage to jump when nobody else will. Vision requires that you have to take a step off of a ledge where you can't see what's on the other side. Vision requires that your hope and your trust is not in you, but it's in the truth of God's word for your life. Vision requires that you believe against all belief that the end thereof is the promise. Can you mute your phone, please, whoever just cleared your throat? Right? Vision requires that you operate from a place of safety, not in you, not in your strength, not in your talents, not in your abilities, but your ability to believe God and to obey him straightway. Vision requires uh, sometimes where there's a necessary seed to be sown. And you terrified because you already don't have uh, enough to make it to the end. You got more months than you got money. But sometimes he'll tell you, give here, give there, do this, so that, feed this one, feed that one, drive over here. You don't got gas money. You're trying to figure out how to pay a bridge toll, but still you feel the pulling and the unction. When's the last time God gave you a specific instruction? Not for your vision, but for his. Not for what you see, but for what he sees for you. As we recognize it's so much greater than what we think we see. Abraham is proof of that. Noah is proof of that. Sarah, even after she laughed, is proof of that. We have so many testimonies in the word. But now let me take you back to my reality. My reality was I went to a place with no money, wrote a check to an empty building, had to physically lay tiles one by one because I'd run into an obstacle. See, one thing about vision is it doesn't matter what happens or what comes against you, you find a way to get it done. I remember having an estimate for my floors that the man told me it was going to be $20,000. Well, that's out. Right? My first mind was to freak out. My first mind was to panic. And then that still small voice said, girl, shut up. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to make you appreciate every step you take on that floor. You're going to go get sticky tiles. I literally went and got square by square. 1,200 square feet I got on my hands and knees with some pillows and some gloves. 
And every single square, I laid down, I pulled the little sticky tape off the back of it. And let me tell you something. I appreciated everything about that place. Then I had to deal with some plumbing issues. Uh, like, Lord, where is the money coming from? And he kept putting obstacles in front of me. And he kept putting situations in front of me that prolonged the process. So now I'm supposed to be open. I'm paying booth rent over here. I'm paying rent at this place. And I'm thinking to myself, did I make a mistake? About $40,000 later, where it came from, I don't know. But listen, it was one of the largest salons in the city of Vallejo, and I didn't do it. And then guess what? People would walk in the door. Now, this, this is when the Lord had me on a massive journey of consecrated life and fasting consistently, so much so that people would see me coming and be a nervous wretch. I know she's going to talk about Jesus. I was gone. To date. Whoever that is, can you mute your phone? You. To date, uh, I still see people who the Lord allowed me to pray for. To date, I still see people who were uh, addicted or selling drugs or whatever, and the Lord would have me ministering to them right from that place. Uh, we would rehearse for some of our singing engagements and open the doors and let the prostitutes and the pimps and all the rest of them come in and have flat-out worship service. It was a place where people would come, and next thing you know, the whole salon filled with prayer. I didn't get it then. I didn't understand then, but it was vision for now. It was practice. It was where the Lord taught me how to keep secrets. It was where the Lord showed me what it looked like for people to be healed. Folks would walk in talking about they got cancer and leave out uh, and come back and give a report that the cancer wasn't there. Folks would walk in on crutches and leave the crutches behind. And as I'm saying this, I, I want you to know that sometimes vision isn't about you. It's not about you all the time. Sometimes it's about the future of a thing. Sometimes it's about the destiny of a thing. Jesus didn't come here just for me. He came here for all of us. His entire life was selfless. He was dedicated to the cause, and he let nothing distract him because he believed what his father said. He believed in the mission that his father had given him. What do you believe? Do you believe God for greater vision? Do you believe that he would use even you to leave a legacy in the earth that would change history? When it's all said and done, the book that I know that the Lord put on the inside of you that will live long after you do. See this Bible that we read? That was vision. That was insight because he knew that there would be a world that was dying that would need to have something to hold on to. He's not punishing you. I know you don't see everything you think you want to see in this moment. He's training you. He's preparing you. He is working out things and kinks in your character to make ready the way for you to go into the uttermost parts of the earth and change history. Where you, with your unqualified, ineligible, uh, full of, of historical stuff, he wants to use even you. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. He has goals, visions, and plans for our lives, but we got to see it, and we got to believe it by faith. And so with that said, I, I want to remind you this morning, listen, vision will pull on every single thing that you believe. Vision 
will expose everything that you say you believe that you don't. The proof is always in the pudding, as grandma would say. We will see what you say when no one is watching as we watch you live your life out loud because whether or not you know it, everybody is watching you. People see you, and not that you're held to their standard, don't get it twisted, but no different than, than Noah and his homies that had something smart to say. They was watching. <laughs> now, guess what? They had to watch from underwater because they didn't have sense enough to join him. Right? They had to watch from a secluded place because they didn't have the wherewithal to have the vision. God didn't give it to them. Don't worry about who is watching, but worry about who's watching. I'm telling you, your vision, fueled by faith, has the power to change the lives of nations. But you've got to believe it before you see it. That's how vision works. Vision does not just happen and, and everything be laid out for you one by one. You've got to lift up your hands. You've got to do the work of making ready what the vision impresses upon your heart. You've got to do the work. If you a scary cat, you need to work on that. Whatever you scared of, pull it up, push into it, and move past it. Whatever you are challenged with, every challenge is attached to a triumph. Every problem is attached to a promise. And I want us to start thinking uh, with the mindset of re resolution, right? So some of you complain all the time about everything. This is one for free, right? Some of us have um, so many fears and hang-ups and uh, disappointments. There is a root of bitterness. You need to get it out so you can walk into the vision, right? Some of us have these obstacles that we've been dealing with year after year consistently, my prayer for you this morning is that every single thing that's keeping you from the promise, that's keeping you from grasping the vision, that's keeping you from operating from a place of faith as opposed to a place of fear, be annihilated by the very fire of God. And that you begin to trust God like you do every day when you jump up and flip on the light switch, like you do every single morning when you get up and brush your teeth and turn the water on because you know you paid your bill. If you are in his presence, if you are spending time in his word, if you have a prayer life, and even if you don't, listen, now's the perfect time to start. But don't allow a decade to leave here without saying, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Every place that you are fearful, I pray that the love of God go to that place and begin to expose to you and reveal to you the things that are holding you back from the truth of the promise that God has for your life. I don't care what age you are. I don't care what your skill set is. I don't care how many degrees you have or do not have. There is a promise for you. There is a vision for your life. I promise it is written. And with that said, 
I pray that something I said empowered you to trust God differently. I pray that something I said empowered you to pursue fearlessly, relentlessly, and do it and do it until the job gets done. That's one of my favorite motivational chats. Um, But, man, it's time to walk into it fearlessly, not tripping, whatever. I I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going. What you say, Lord, go to the left. All right, I'm going to do that. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen again. Um, and so um, this is the time where we say good morning. Somebody, somebody may have joined the call that didn't have an opportunity to say, hey, um, good morning to you. Good morning, it's pretty Patrice. Good morning. Hey, hey pretty. Good morning, Harry Miller. Hey, Miss Miller. Hey, Catherine. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Cynthia. Good morning, Jennifer. Hey, Mom. Irene Miller. Hey. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning, good morning family. This is Brother Chris. Hey, Brother Chris. Good morning. <laughs> Great word. I appreciate that. Amen. Amen. God be praised. Amen. Sister Carolyn, good morning. Hey, Sister Carolyn, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for that word. Amen. Good morning, Ms. Deidre. Good morning. Hey, good morning. This is Holman. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Happy Wednesday. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Juanita. Hey, Juanita, good morning. Hey, Sadie. Good morning. It's great to hear your voice. Hey, Kwame. That's what I'm talking about. What's up, nephew? Grown man? (laughs) Good morning, Barbara Adeloda. God bless everyone today. Hey, hey, Barbara Adeloda. Good morning. Hey, good morning, little person. Happy Wednesday. You're welcome, baby. Anybody else? Good morning, Victory family. God bless you all. Hey, Brother Jeff. You sound good. Oh, I'm blessed this morning. Oh, hallelujah. I got a praise report. I got a praise report. Uh Come on. Come with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hallelujah. God has done it again. Hallelujah. I got four bottles of medication, but I feel better. I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to Isn't it good to know you don't have to rejoice? Amen. Well, Brother Jeff, listen, we are excited, happy, glad in Jesus' name, because not only did he do it again, but I got a feeling he's going to continue to do it. Hallelujah. That every day gets sweeter and sweeter. 
Amen. Amen. You amen, amen. Wonderful words. Words <laughs> of life. <laughs> Come on, Jew. <laughs> That's a song that came to my mind when you the words you were saying, you know what all the you know that all the things that were coming out your mouth, but this was mm. beautiful words. Mm. Mm. words. Wonderful words of life. Mm. Praise God. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you for that. Praise God. Letting Praise God, God use God. you. You know? Amen. Amen. Letting God use you. Amen. Jesus. God be praised. Praise God. God be praised. Hallelujah, God. Mommy, you're at the secure, you're at the secure, you're at the there's this song by Marette Brown Clark. It ain't over till God says it's over. You know, and, and during this holiday season, you know, people people go to a place. You know, people go to a place and you start, and this is the, the time of review. I started thinking about my historical life. And if you're not speaking, well, if, unless you're going to speak, if you would mute your phone, that would be great. And, you know, this is the season of reflection. And, you know, it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff that has happened in time and, and over time. And, you know, life has this way of, uh, of disappointing you. And if, if I could just be 100% transparent, listen. My whole life got rearranged without my permission. I felt like my life had gotten hijacked in real life, life as I knew it when my baby got sick and then one thing after the next thing. And it's just been some years worth of stuff. And, and there's this thing, one of the things about vision, I know that, that God is going to send me um, to places I can't even imagine, that my brain is not big enough to comprehend. Right. And so there's this pruning and proving process. There's this place where what, what will you do when nobody is watching? Noah kept his head down. Right. Noah was just focused on what he knew he saw because he believed the voice of the Lord. There was a straight way on the inside of him. And we got to get to that place where no matter what we feel. Right. Uh, he, he, I remember him telling me at the beginning of this year, and I think, Tan, you'll remember it. He told me in this season, you don't have time to have feelings. Yeah, I remember. I was like, I was like, what? You don't have time to have feelings, honey. Shake whatever you got to shake off, shake that thing off and keep it moving. And, mm -hmm. it, and I'm a woman. You know, and so my key thing was, Lord, I'm fine with not, you know, I, I, I don't struggle real hard with not being emotional at all. If you know anything about me, I'm not the most emotional person. I'm, I'm not the pity party chick. That's not really how I move around. But there's a place of vulnerability that he had to get me to outside of my feelings, way deeper than my feelings, but in the heart of who I am, right, in the soul of who I am to get me to a place where, number one, the level of empathy that I operate at is not intolerant of people who ain't got it yet. Does that make sense? And so in so doing, right, there's a place of vulnerability that I've experienced that I had never experienced before. And it's not the easiest place to be when you spent a whole bunch of time protecting yourself. 
See, vision requires that you take your hands off of the principal thing, which is your destiny, and you allow God to move in and through you, right, to operate in and through your gifts and your talents in such a way that he is glorified. You can't be emotional. Because you'd be like, no, Lord, I want to go to the left. No, ma'am, go to the right. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing over there. It is. It is. Right? He sees the end of a thing. He sees everything that we need to be and to become. But you have to trust what's on the inside of you in such a way that you're not emotional about what you don't understand. Period. Amen. Anybody else have any questions, comments, commentary? Anybody? I'll keep it short and sweet. It's Krishanda. That was good, period. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. That was good. Amen. Amen. I hope hope it was. Hey, go ahead, Keish. No, I'll just say period. Just period. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hallelujah. I heard the um, back office uh, being built when you were talking about when you're in the background and you're secluded and all this stuff, like in IT, how they have to build a platform or build a database for the calls to come out to, for the information to go out to the information highway. Um, the back office is being built. The foundation is being built when you're secluded. Right. Is what I was thinking when you were saying that. Um very, very good stuff this morning. Just um, and I'm just so grateful for your faithfulness. It's just um, encouraging um, to see someone like me, like that has that just believes in the way that and, and can and struggle but still have faith. I just it, it just really encourages my heart. So I know I said period, but 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 <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> I Amen. guess we should have said that, 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 that. <laughs> right. Uh, that, that, that. Uh, yeah, that, that, that. Um, working on the book, um, still praising God, even though bank account is negative. Um, yeah, hurting, but still getting up and doing what I got to do. So I thank you for your transparency so that one day somebody can hear mine. Amen. Amen. It's real. Yeah, it's it's, it's real. It's um, you know, and it, it's not one of the things you know. I just want to remind us all of is is easy and vision don't really go in the same sentence, right? Um, they they don't really have um, the same fundamental value. But you have to get to a place where you are not looking for everything to be simple because it's not going to be. If if I just keep it 100, it's, listen, this has been an everyday fight, right? A fight to stay saved, a fight to stay holy a fight to remain sanctified, single, right? Listen, it, it's, it's, um, it's work. Peace. But the beautiful, the beautiful thing is 
what he showed me is greater than any feeling I could ever experience. Right? What I see in the future and the, the, the compound, and I may never live to see it, but I bet you this, I bet I started. I bet that. And in so doing, as I listen to the children say good morning, right? And as as I do it, uh, and, and I hear the Monica Evans and the uh, Brigades and the, the Kawames and the Solomons, you know, those children who will one day have to believe God. Right, and even this morning, as I was sharing, um, my son came and, and just sat here. Right, those those kids who we get frustrated with because seem to me like they ain't getting it. But the reality is, they they hear you and they see you, and they may not understand. My kids have seen me struggle. My kids have seen me up. My kids have seen me down. My kids have seen me depressed. Right, My kids have seen me try to figure out how to get out of what I feel like I'm in. They've seen it all. But at the end of the day, let me tell you what they know. That before it's all said and done, mama going to call on Jesus, period. When it's all said and done, mama is going to be expecting Jesus to answer every single question, to, to dot every single I, to cross every single T, because I've already figured out, I ain't got it. Mm -hmm. uh, me don't know. Hello? Uh-huh, go ahead. I appreciate you, Mr. Captain, I appreciate you so much. Great declaration. You always say things that really bring, um, bring it to life for me. You know, uh, you saying that about the kids, and I, it made me reflect on um, my grandson. He, you know, been in a couple of phases where he 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 cries out in different ways. But um, my husband, he will uh, he will say he will get uh, uh, angry sometimes and say that you know uh, no one's listening to him and blah blah blah. So my prayer has been that. We get it. You know, Lord, whatever it is you want us to get, get it. And the other day, my grandson was sitting there talking to um, his, his cousin, my other grandbaby. And he said, think before you speak. He had said that to my grandbaby. And um, it didn't hit me since right then, you know. I was like, y'all move, go ahead, move. But I was driving, and I was uh, thanking God and uh, praising him for his goodness, and that came over me. That came over me, my grandson saying, think before you speak, you know? And I had to call my daughter and give God some praise and honor. I said, you know, we can't keep looking at these negative things that's going on with him. Look at the positive, you know, and, that, and the vision of, of, of me seeing him being great, you know, and him seeing that, you know, had blessed my spirit and Know that, like you said, these kids are paying attention and they listen, you know. So, um, God is good in the vision of, of, of knowing that He's going to be great, you know, claiming that, you know, and knowing, you know, believing that God is going to do great things and has been doing great things. But, you know, us 
see the negative part of things that I was trying to tell my daughter. Just look look at the positive. You know, look at the positive. Because that's what's going to make you keep going and want to grow, 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 you know. Yeah. So I thank you for your declaration this morning. This will always open my eyes to things that I don't, I don't, I don't see. <laughs> so I uh, appreciate you this morning. Amen. Amen. That's good. That's good. Good morning. Thank you. Hey, good morning. I heard two people. Good morning. This is Kathy in Las Vegas. Just wanted to say good morning and God bless. Good morning and God bless you also. Thank you. Who else was that? But. <laughs> Bubbly. Hey, Bubbly. That's why good I said Bubbly. Maybe she didn't say that. <laughs> okay. I didn't hear this morning. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm trying to get my sciences together. But anyway, I just <laughs> want to say yes. I didn't get nothing else out of what you said today. And it was a whole lot to take in. But I was so excited and so intense. But the thing that got to me the most, not got to me, that blessed me was about the promises of God. You can't beat that. If you don't, like you said, with your vision, if you didn't step out on faith, if all those in Hebrew did not step out on faith and believe what God was trying to tell them and look through the vision of God's eyes, not our eyes, but the vision of God's eyes, that we wouldn't be where we are today. I mean, through every challenge, through every trial, through every sickness, for all of the healing, and, you know, mind regulating, heart fixer, and all that God is, I can stand up today in his promises, his promises. So, sister girl, you know, you always bring it to real, real Richmond, real life, <laughs> and all of that. But I just want you to know, today, there's nothing else I got from your declaration this morning was God's promises. So be encouraged. I know you are, but it's always good to just say it. Let somebody say that to you because you are always encouraging us. So I love you. Thank God for you. And keep on, as the Jesus said in the good old Baptist church, keep on keeping up. <laughs> love you. <laughs> Amen. Listen, it don't make sense to quit now. That would be slow. Uh, look, all, all of the hell I've been through, honey, listen, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to just keep going because I didn't figure it out. You fool around and win if you don't quit. That's all. I, I just quitting is not an option. That's a yeah, Dion, quitting is, um, analogy uh, since, uh, since the start of declaring victory. Yeah. You win if you don't if quit. If you don't quit, and, just all you got to do mm-hmm. is keep going. Keep going. Keep moving. Yep. Amen. We need two shirts. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bob. Hey, Dion. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning, Glow Worm. Good morning. Hey, so thank you for the declaration. It was a blessing. And the, the thing that stuck, um, one of the things that stuck with me that, that really just ignited my heart, when the Lord gave you the say, if he names it, he's going to bring it to pass. He's going to do what he named. And so I just mm-hmm. thank God because he made me, I started remembering different things that I know the Lord has spoken to me and had given names to. So I just thank God that um, 
that that uh, he's had me to write things down. So I'm going back and reflecting on those things and, and, and just allowing him to just minister and direct and guide me in the process. So God bless you. And thank you. I love you. And I love you. Declare victory. Amen. Amen. We love you too. And absolutely. One of the things I appreciate most um, about who God is, is sometimes he will give me something um, I wasn't thinking about. I had a conversation with, um, with my brother David Burris on yesterday and we had a, a discussion about something and from that discussion uh, birthed a whole uh, course and I started working on it yesterday and he gave it a name immediately and it is very important as you are moving in and through your process that you have people around you unlike Noah's friends, unlike uh, uh, Job's friends who are antagonistic. Rather, they are motivational in reminding you of the purpose that you were called to, reminding you that there is a far greater weight, right, Um, a, a much greater end of a matter or end of a thing. Keep yourself uh, uh, insulated with people who will tell you the truth and bust you out and hurt your feelings a little bit to get you to purpose and to promise, but not hurt your feelings with dream killing. This season is going to be um, more of a tight knit. Like you ain't going to be able to tell everybody everything. You ain't going to find yourself explaining or trying to justify or quantify or even saying what you think about this. It's more of a matter of execution. And, And as I said a couple of weeks ago, move around. Move around and don't be scared of what that looks like. Move around. Do what he's telling you to do and do it with an attitude. Like, listen, this is not about you. This is not about approval. This is not about me being extra fly. This is about, I got something. You're going to know I was here. <laughs> right at the end of it, you're going to know I was here. Period. Amen. Go ahead. Somebody was about to speak? No, yeah. Yeah. Hey, this is Carolyn Dion, and thank you so much hey, for the word today. Hey, and just what a blessing. I got to go back and hear even more of it, make some more notes about Hebrews and Genesis. And we are talking about the shop, how God, you know, how you saw that, pictures of that, believe that, walked in that, and what God did for you in that. Reminded me of um, my husband's current shop and how... Needed wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, because okay. we can't hear you. Is your window down? That's not me. That's somebody else. I'm oh, that's not. somebody else? Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm not okay. trying. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, go so, ahead. So it was about, let me see, maybe about 15 years back, approximately, my husband needed the shop. He had to get this brand new shop. He had to get away from seminary. He needed to get to another shop, and he was in process of building. I said, okay, y'all, let's walk. Let's just go around this building how seven times <laughs> so God could do this thing let's believe like Joshua and the Israelites I said wait let me go back to scripture hey I was like oh God thank you and we did all of that and he got that building still there today and mm-hmm. 
other things coming up, retirement coming up. God's going to do the thing. But as you were speaking, I said, well, what about me today? I had that belief. I had that vision all back then. What about me today? What about my deliverance today? Do I believe? And I'm going to shut up about it. I'm just going to do it because God got me. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, God. Thank you. I'll be quiet up in here. I'm in the garage. Oh, God. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I love you. God. I trust you. Do I believe it? I see it. You know, do I believe it? Oh, my God. I got to have all of it. And I got to walk that thing out, not just meditate. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. God bless you. Jesus. Amen. Thank Amen. You. Thank you. It's super important. You will only tell what you believe. Amen. Go ahead. Carolyn, this is Tanya. I'm excited for you. I'm, I'm excited for you. I just, I just pray that you stay in that vein, um, and you just keep going. So I'm, I'm excited for the sound that I heard. You've been here a long time. I heard you today. Yes. Today, God, and every day, God. Yes. Oh Jesus, I need you today. Oh God, in a new way. And oh God, I trust Him. I, I see it. I, I, I believe it. I got to keep on every day, every second, not just this morning. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. If I could talk about what happened all the years back and the vision I had and the faith I had, do I have that today? Yes, I do. No matter how things are so hard, but I still have it today because of you, Jesus. It's the only reason. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? I just want to Amen. say my name is Patricia, and, mm-hmm. and thank you. Good morning, Patricia. Hi, I'm kind of new to to the um the prayers the prayer line. Um, okay. Uh, yes. Um, but you know, just came to my mind, um, just a song that said, "My Hallelujah belongs <laughs> to." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just That's brought it. Good. Oh yeah. My Coming around, 
that's that's the faith I got I got out of it. But I just want to say that, you know. And I thank you so much for the for the prayer line. Okay. Mm-hmm. God bless. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Is there anybody else? So today I'm going to give you a homework assignment. Um, Yeah. The homework assignment today is going to be super specific to I want you during your moments of reflection, especially for those that are fasting, today will be an exceptional day, um, to just begin to ask God um, to refresh your memory with regard to what he said you are responsible, right? What he said you're responsible for. There are some things that, um, that he wants to remind you of. Right? There are some things that he still wants you to do and that nobody else on the planet can do but you. But you have to have the courage to believe it differently this time. You have to have the courage to expect that something transpire as a direct result of the truth of what he called you to do. Right, is that season, and be okay with that. Right, be okay even with the discomfort, because um, sometimes it's uncomfortable. Period. Sometimes it's frustrating, and and that's all right. <laughs> you don't like it in the moment, but listen, when it's all said and done, promise. It will bless you. Amen. Um, Is there anything else anyone wants to share? Anything else? Amen. Well, I will give you all some time back this morning. Um, I'll wait a couple more seconds. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no. You're fine. This is Walona. Um, Like I said, I'm a new caller and Oh, I just wanted to say that you really touched me, and as afraid as I am to speak right now, some things that I got out of the lesson is you can't operate in the spirit of fear. And mm-hmm. every day of my life, I am fearful of death. I am fearful of losing my children and the ones around me. I lost my sister on the 15th of this month, and it's been the, it was the worst day of my planning Uh-oh. my sister's funeral. And um, it's just I, I, like I said, it's the, the the one that got me the most is being fearful, and I know that today I have to make a change and stop being so fearful. And uh, one thing that ties in is that song, um, it ain't over until God says over. Mm-hmm. And that really mm-hmm. touched me, you know, because I know that everything is done by God, and it's not over until he says it's over. Mm-hmm. Another thing that you said about your business and your vision, 
I'm about to be 43 years old, and my vision and my dream has always been to open up a cafe. But it's, where is the money? I was always afraid. And so I want to thank you for giving me the strength and the courage to know that I need to move forward and operate without the spirit of fear, and it'll be okay. And I just want to thank you for that word. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to speak directly to your spirit, man, right up and through here um, before I do that. So, God, I thank you for Alona. I thank you for her heart, Lord. God, I thank you that according to Psalms 139 and 16, you knew her in her unformed state. And it is written in the books of her what she will be and what she will experience. I thank you in advance that you have not given us the spirit of fear but a power, love, and a sound mind. I thank you that you have empowered her to overcome every single obstacle. And I thank you right now that even as I pray, Lord God, that you are ministering to her heart, that you would send the light and the truth of your word to every dark and broken place, and that you would begin to unlock corridors and the cores of her fear and the center of it and dismantle it by the very fire of God. I pray Oh God, that you would begin to reinvent her from the inside out, that you would increase her faith, Lord God, that you would begin to insulate her with people that remind her that until you say it's done, it is not. I thank you, Lord God, for giving her comfort in knowing that her children have a hedge around about them and that you are the great protector. And I thank you in advance that even the cafe that you've given her, Lord God, not only will she open it, God, but that it'll be a well a place where people can come and gain employment, but most importantly, where people will come and feel your presence. And so I thank you in advance for sending her this way, Lord God, for it's her out time. And so, God, we bless your name. I want to tell you this, Walona. Um, thank you for doing something that you had no idea would change the very trajectory of your life, and you'll have to be around for a little while to understand. We went through a teaching and a training called the Courts of Heaven. Um, You can download the Declare Victory app and go back and listen. I assure you that it will change your life. Fear is usually connected to iniquity, which is bloodline infraction. has nothing to do with you. Every single person on the planet has a day and a number, right? There's nothing we can do about it. (laughs) Now, we do have the means of operating prematurely based on things that we've not repented for or made a recompense for, right? But we want to teach you how to live, not in fear, but with intentionality and vision and purpose. We want to teach you how to employ the truth of God's word to empower you to overcome every single obstacle that you think you will face. Opening a cafe ain't nothing, girl. You got that. That's in a bag. Now what you got to do is start looking for where the cafe is going to be. After you find it, take a picture of it and start to use your words to empower you to open the doors of it. Do your research, but don't do so much research that you not step and see when I opened the salon, the actions that I took based on my instructions is what opened the door. It was not my talent. It was not my wit. 
It was not my intellect. It was not my understanding. It was the vision that God gave me and the faith to believe it for him to see it through, not me. I didn't have the money. I didn't take out a loan. Forty-some thousand dollars later, it was open and completely paid for. I wrote a check and didn't have no money. Quit tripping. Just go and do it. If he gave it to you to do and it's still looming, it's for you to do. Do it. And open up your mouth and say, I'm going to do this. And my condolences um, with regard to the loss of your sister, um, praying expeditiously for your strength um, and for clarity of mind, just so that, you know, listen, everybody has a, there's a thing, you know, and this this is, it's, it's real, but you can't stop living because she's not here. Right? She would want you to, to push forward, but it does not change the pain of the process. So please know that we'll be praying for you and your family in this time of grief and loss, especially during this season. It's a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Amen. Anybody else? There's there's somebody else that, that wants to say something that that feels a little scary. It's cool. Holla at your girl. Who is it? Hey, it's me. I can feel you. Hey, me. You ain't scary. <laughs> no, I'm not. But I want to say this. You know, it still tickled me because you guys, <clears throat> Declare Victory was the first group of people that I had ever cooked that amount of fish for. And I tell you, is it Walona, the lady that just got off the call? This this folks. It's, what's her name? The lady yeah, that just yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, it's I, I, It's a, it's a few of y'all that in open businesses. <laughs> I just want to give you, you Imani. Yeah, come on. And I just want to say this: is, um, I started a few years ago, um, and again, I say the first time I've ever cooked for that amount of people was for Declare Victory. Dion had given an event, and we all gathered and had a wonderful time. And Dion, we need another one of those. But at any rate, um, I was so fearful of cooking for that many people because you want to, you don't know the response from people. You don't know, you know, what they're going to say, if they're going to like it or not. But I tell you, they absolutely loved it. And um, since then, it's what, about four years ago, Dion, maybe about four years ago? Um, or then I've cooked Almost five. Almost five years, I've cooked for hundreds of people. My just my faith has grown on this, on this yeah thousands actually. My faith <laughs> has grown on this call, and even through that, I had lost my brother, um, and you know, which was a huge setback for me because that was my last brother that I had lost. All my brothers are gone now, but that took me back. And just going through financial and uh, marital and all type of other issues, honey, I wanted to quit. I literally wanted to quit. I laid out, stretched out on my floor and just was like, God, I need a hug. I need a hug. You ever just want a hug from God? Nobody else could do it. But anyway, I won't get into all that. I want to say, that, again, this is a safe place. And I recently bought a food truck. And even still, since I bought the food truck, like for real, bought a food truck with TVs and speakers and all that, like the best truck in the world. I'm like, still, like, how do I? Like, Come on, Ruben. Like, really? I got a food truck. I can't Come on. So I'm yes. like, really, God? You're going to do all that? And then I, I cooked on a ship. And then I, wait, I forgot I've been on TV twice. You know, they called Come me on. I'm like, still, y'all, in awe. Like, really? You know, Ruth and 
you know, used to be the credit card slider. You know, I'm just going to have to slide that in. But I'm telling you, God is amazing. You will have that cafe, honey. And I look forward to coming. But one thing I got from TD Jakes, I went to the TD Jakes um, Women That Are Loose conference in 09. And, and what stuck with me, he said, live with great expectations, no matter how it looks, well, no matter what's going on. And so I would always hear that voice, live with great expectations. And not only that, Dion would tell you, keep going, keep going, keep going. You will win if you don't quit. I'm going to leave it right there. <laughs> Come on, you better testify. Come on, oh, wait. If, wait, I, can I say, can I, if Tanya's on the line, thank you, Tanya. Yes. Praying for me. Tanya prayed. I'm serious. Wow. I hear her voice right now. She prayed after that, after that, that, that event over that fish. That fish, I don't need, mm. and I, and I say, what? Y'all, it's just fish. Raymond said, it ain't about the fish, baby. It's your time. Because I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. People like fish this much, y'all? I'm, I'm, man, I'm telling y'all have no idea. Now people are calling us to fry fish from Dion's first event. Really? So Dion, thank you, honey. Thank you for inviting me and trusting me. Even y'all, when I ran late, I don't even be late no more. I've been getting to events a hundred times. Y'all don't even know. I I remember looking at Dion's face and she was. I, oh, she was so mad at me, y'all. I was. Ooh, I, just, I know she wanted to snap the heck out of me. I just, and you know what? I'm telling y'all. And then after that, I was. I've been on time ever since. But I, I had a, I had an issue with timing. But God is amazing. Mm-hmm. He, that ain't even an issue no more. But I Amen. thank God. Thank you. your cafe, baby. Can I just say okay. something? This is Yolanda. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good hey, morning. Yo. Good morning. So before I say anything, I don't know if they're still on the line, but I want to welcome Kemper and her mother, Irene Miller, um, to the call. Thank you. Um, Thank I you. I pray that they uh, uh, get everything out of it that I've gotten and that they Amen. will continue to call in and be blessed. And so, Ruth, I want to say to you, you know, it's, 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 I always say it's amazing because it is, but on my job, <laughs> on my job, we have this full-size cafeteria, right? And it's not being used. Um, and so we were trying to figure out what to do with it. And then we came up with the idea, why don't we just uh, bring a food truck? And then, Ruth, <laughs> when you said, I just bought a food truck. I thought, well, look at Jesus. I just got off the phone with the city of Concord yesterday, the planning division, trying to get this license to get a food truck on the property. Ruth Ann, you go, girl, I pray that you come. Because I'm like, well, look at God. Mm-hmm. So I will be contacting you, sister. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about, relationships and, and people that will further the vision. And and what I will say, I'm not sure if Walona is still on the call, but I remember the first time we asked Ruthann to pray. Honey, she needed a glass of water. She was scared of everything. She wouldn't go across the bridge. I ain't lying. I'm telling no, no, you, she no, said, no, y'all. No, it wasn't pray. It was to read a scripture, child. It wasn't even praying. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Right. But at the end of the day, listen, the only thing that conquers fear is love. In everything you do, perfect love. 
practice loving people outside of your natural parameters. Exercise the muscle of love and watch fear start to subside. Ruth's love for people enjoying her fish has driven her to give Declare Victory infomercials every time she talks. She loves what she does. And I, I'm, not, I'm not being funny, nor am I throwing shade. You got to love what God called you to more than you cherish the fear that you hold on to that keeps you from accomplishing everything that he promised you would do. Wow. My love for teaching the word of God is so much greater than every set of circumstances that I face. I have no words for it. I could teach all day, every day. And in some instances, majority of them without studying because I've spent so much time reading the word. I need it to live. I need to watch people walk into their healing and deliverance. I need it to live. Like Ruth need to fry fish and make gumbo. I need to teach the word. Without it, I feel destitute. My love for seeing people win is far greater than any need I will ever have. It has perfected in me the muscle or the strength of loving outside of my parameters. Thank you. Dion. Um, Dion, on I want second, Ruth. Okay. Hold on one second, Ruth. I heard somebody else. Who was that? Lisa. Hey, Lisa. It's Lisa. Hey, lady. You know, um, I wasn't going to share this because I was just like in my office and I was just enjoying listening and the conversation and the word was just so relevant and fresh. But I just had to go back to what you already read in your declaration that we can use fear to propel us. Right. Listen, Hebrews 11 and 7. By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen with that vision. Right. And yet moved with fear prepared an ark to the saving of his house by which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. He was moved by fear. Come it on. It wasn't that he didn't I have no fear. He did it afraid. I think um, Ravonna yes. is afraid on here. Sometimes we just got to do things afraid, and that will propel us to get it done, right? We ought to be fearful of failure, hello, and just keep moving forward. If I don't do this, if I don't obey yeah. God, that yeah, kind of thing yeah. to compel us to move, right? So it wasn't like Noah. He remember Noah was a preacher of righteousness, and out of mm-hmm. all those people, only his household got saved. Now, man mm-hmm. would definitely call that failure. But God, listen. <laughs> but God, come on. But God. So, um, yeah, being propelled, being moved, being thrown into, thrusted into, even having the fear, but still doing it. How about that? Yep, that's good and that's necessary. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I you had you had kind of said that you felt like it was somebody who needed to say something and they wasn't going to. I think that was probably me because <laughs> okay. I've been sitting hey, here me. for the last hour and something and saying oh, I don't want to say nothing. Um, <laughs> my name is Sharice and yesterday was my first time joining in and um. Weekly, I go and talk with um, a Christian counselor that I found, and um, she's a therapist by trade, but she happens to also be a believer, and I thank God for that. And so we meet every week, and we kind of talk about some things that I've been struggling with, 
And the root of it all basically is, and you hit on it today, bitterness and anger. And um, I knew it for a long time, and I've tried to kind of cover it and mask it or just, just stay busy. I'll just find stuff to do. I grew up in the church. I, I always say I grew up under the church. Um, I know this thing like the back of my hand. I love God's word. i very passionate about the word. Um, I feel as though I know my call as well. And not feel, I know that I know what I'm called to do. And I found myself in a situation that I placed myself in. And I've been angry about it for a very long time. Um, it's my, I'm married and I have felt for a long time that that was something I just did because I didn't want to be alone. Um, and my spouse is coming along, but he is not the Bible kind of guy. Like that's just not his personality. It ain't him. He comes to church with me though. We go to church together and, you know, he has his own relationship with God and that's developing, but it's, it's been that thing that Satan has used for a long time now to whip me and to frustrate me, to anger me. And it started to become something deeper than just a feeling. I noticed it started to take root to the point to where I lost sight of my vision. I lost sight of what God has called me to do. And it's almost crippled me to where I felt like I'm in my own little prison and it's been a struggle and a fight to come out. So I'm listening to this about vision and people being afraid and they're going out and doing things. And I'm thinking, dang, I'm just sitting here stuck. And it's because I re have gotten to a place where I just up and refuse to do what I know I'm supposed to do in the situation. I'm like, no, I don't, don't, I don't want to do that. Why do I have to love anyway? Why? I don't want to. I don't want to. And I have been in prayer since yesterday, and even this morning, I joined a little late because I had to pray on my own and just kind of go to God. And so I'm sharing all that and don't even know why, but um, I know that this is something that is a, has tried to become a stronghold or is, and I need it all. I can't move forward with it on me, and it's not that I have a bad husband because I don't. Um, and he doesn't even understand. I understand that it's a spiritual thing, and I ha I really don't even know what to do. I don't. Keep going. Keep going. Somebody needs to mute their phone. Whoever is building a house, you build in a house, and you build a house in the back too. Can you mute your phone? <laughs> Whoever um, that is. So I, I know that I've I've hit a place where God has. He got me in a place where he has my attention. I'll put it that way. Um, my family and I made a hard decision, and we relocated to a whole other state. I don't know anybody really here. We've been here for over a year. I've gotten to know some people, but it's not home. But this is the place where God has been able to illuminate that root and those things that have already been here for some years but I have family and friends to mask it and I was busy and I was doing this and doing that and singing in church and doing all this other stuff to stay busy. I never took time to notice what was really going on. And so now I find myself here and I have nothing but time and nothing but loneliness to be able to see exactly what's really going on. And so I, I talk about vision and things you want to do for God. Like you, I love the word. I can teach the word without even studying because I know it that well. 
and yet I find myself at a place of obscurity and nothing is going on. The stuff that I've seen and what God has shown me, I, it ain't nowhere near my grasp at this point in my life. And um, I'm tired of it. I can't go another day like this. I just can't. I don't even see it being physically, emotionally, or spiritually possible for me to keep carrying on. I think I've hit that end where it, it, it's a wrap. I can't do it. Good. That's that's a beautiful point. Tell me your name again. What's your name? Sharice. Sharice. Okay, that's easy. That's my middle name. I won't forget it again. Um, uh, Tanya, I'll, I'll let you speak, and then I'll, I'll jump in after. Go ahead. Hi, Sharice. This is Tanya. Um, we um, let, let me just say this, uh, and, and I might have to end up whispering a little bit because I'm still in the gym. So I was married for 31 years. Um, towards the end of uh, my husband's life, um, uh, maybe year 27, 28, I started to feel this unrest. Um, and I started to accuse and blame him for um, where we were, our financial situation. We had both lost our jobs. I mean, that wasn't his fault, but we had both lost our jobs, we both on unemployment, so on and so forth. And it, ultimately, we lost our home and this, that, and the other. And I just started to ask myself, what is the point of this? Like, I'm miserable. We're not, we have nothing to show for all these years that we've been married. Like what, and I started to doubt what God had done for us, putting us together. And I remember checking out mentally. I checked out and I was on my way out the door. I loved him, but I just, I was tired. I was frustrated. So here's what I did. There's much more to the story, but I don't, I don't have time to do all that. And this is what I want to challenge you to do. I stopped complaining about him and praying about him and asking God to change him. And I asked God to change my heart. Before before I make a decision to leave, and it wasn't because he was beating me up, he wasn't cheating on me, none of those things. I was just tired of our situation, and I felt like if all it was going to do was just get worse. You know, this is the same Holy Ghost field, Bible teaching, you know, servant leader, you know, who smiles all the time. But inside, I was miserable, and it was starting to come out, right? You know how we do, well, this is how I do. If when I get frustrated, I may not say anything, but it'll start to come out in my actions. Long story oh, short, I made a decision. I made a decision to listen to me, give God another chance <laughs> before I came up with my own plan. And I literally asked God to change my heart, and I started to pray for my own self. Right here on Declare History. I started to pray for my own self. God, help me to be the wife that he needs. Help me to fall in love with him again. I found scriptures that talked about marriage, one of which became my mantra is that your word says our latter would be greater than our past. And so at any rate, my heart changed. I don't know when, I can't tell you when, but I fell in love with him all over again. I fell in love with him all over again. And I asked myself, wow, how did you let the enemy trick you? Because that's all it was. It was a distraction. So I'll, I'll stop there and I'll hand it back to Dion. But I want to encourage you to just keep going. The fact that he go to church with you, are you so what? <laughs> right. That's a yeah. win right there. Yeah, that's that's a win. Um, I also want to say this to you, Sharice. Um, one of the things that, that we teach very diligently is to guard our language. Um, and it's beautiful that you've hit your, uh, your end 
there is a, a level of frustration that you have to arrive at that will take you to a different place, right? There is a level of annoyed, of frustrated, of uh, uh, stagnation that will fool around and make you mad, not bitter, but angry at the situation, angry at the circumstance, right? That same fear that Noah felt in doing what he did is the the same fear that fueled the vision that God had given him. And so with that said, I want to encourage you to begin to speak of your vision, to begin to speak of that which God um, called you to do and do that in declaring some things creating a prayer strategy around what he told you to do. That being said, considering you are a studier and learned of the word, take scripture and apply it specifically to the vision that God gave you, right? Take scripture and put it on what you, um, what you know that you're called to do and begin to change your vernacular surrounding your situation, right? One of the things that we learn how to do is to speak well of things, right? Um, and so what it does is, and I'm sure you probably know this, is it just begins to counter what you are experiencing. That's all. It just begins to counter what you are feeling, Right, because remember I said in this season, see, see, this is we we walking into something totally different. I don't have time to be emotional. Not even when I chose the bed that I laid in, because I did. Now look, well, welcome to Transparency One Hundred and One, honey. I've been married fifty eleven times. You can call me the modern day Erica Kane, and I've been divorced fifteen years. Life happens, and sometimes we do make choices based upon our feelings. However, it's the choice that you made. Now, now what? Don't focus on that. Focus on what God told you to do. And open your mouth and say, my responsibility in this uncomfortable season is to stay focused on the purpose and the promise. That's it. And every time your mind tells you to be frustrated with your situation, so, yeah, yeah, that's the reality. But the truth is, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. The truth is, God knows every single thing about me. The truth is, you start speaking the truth to your reality, and your reality will have to line up with the truth. Amen. Thank you, thank you. Amen. Absolutely. And, and by all means, um, yeah, it's not, it's not, you know, this is, this is, uh, for us, this is a lifestyle. This is our prayer watch. And I can testify today, um, literally to the number of people whose lives have been impacted and businesses have been born and marriages have survived. And, um, pretty Patrice and brother Jeff could probably tell you, I remember, um, brother Jeff, praying for his wife to get on the line. And I remember her getting on the line, being frustrated and mad. And now, honey, she's a beast. (laughs) 
She goes for it. That's all I got. She gets it done. So just just keep showing up, honey. It's all good. You got you some good support. Amen. Well, this is Nikisha. I will testify to the healing because we prayed that I will not have my gallbladder removed and that the stones will be gone. And that is the praise report that happened in the month of June of this year. Hallelujah. And there's others that can testify as well. But there you go. So you win if you don't quit. Keep going. Amen. Amen. Is that everyone? Hey, Dion. I just want to say, Carolyn, one more time. I wanted to say something, but I'll wait if somebody else needs to speak. Okay. No, well, I just want to say. Yeah. Wait, hold on one second. Somebody got a lot of background noise. Somebody got us on speaker. Turn, turn your volume down on your stereo. Okay. Who, 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 who was that that had their phone? Uh, it's me. It's me, Priscilla. I just want to say good morning and just. Thank you. I've been sitting here quiet listening to everything, and it's just, as usual, I mean, it's a lifeline. And uh, for those who are new, stay encouraged. Dion, Tanya, you know, the transparency, the love, the support, (laughs) everything. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just amazing. Amen, and thank you again. Grateful. (laughs) Good morning, family. Hey, good morning. It's Dondria. I just want to say thank you. Awesome declaration. I've been blessed, healed, delivered, <laughs> delivered. Um, thank you for declaring victory. Priscilla, what are you? You, um, yeah. my sister and I were in Cabo Saturday morning. She came in the room and told me to uh, call in to declare victory. And I did, and I fell asleep. Somehow I didn't hear anything, but I listened to the playback. A week or so ago, I've been wanting to say this. I'm not sure somebody needs to mute their line. They really are getting it in. Um, you, 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 sh- you told my story, sis, and I just thank you for um, your courage and your willingness to share. And um, I'm, I'm healed. I'm winning, and I'm not quitting in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Sister Carolyn, thank you, Dondria, for sharing that. Um, yes, Deanna, I have wanted to say one more thing. Can you hear me all right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, okay. So hearing um, um, the, the lady, um, Cherie, and then about her life, her husband, and, you know, I'm like, huh, some of her husband go to church with her. I'm like, wow, amen, hearing that. Because <laughs> I've been going along for a long, long time. But how, however, and hearing Tanya, you know, about what she said about her husband and this, you know, stuff years back or whatever. And it made me think, wow, I just came from my annual women's retreat a couple, a few weeks ago. And it's like, it was the last one or whatever. Got to keep it going. But I learned on that retreat again, if I am empty, <laughs> I can't fill nobody up. If I'm not feasting and, and being filled by the Lord, it's nothing I can give anybody. And then, amen, and I need to be filled, oh, God, today and every day. But my husband, I was so angry. My friend was like, you are so angry. I'm like, I, I'm all right. She's like, no, no, no. What is it? 
And then I also made my husband, you know, bottom line, my husband, oh, Jesus, I've been married 29. I'm like, Lord, why still? <laughs> I ain't getting nothing. It's nothing. We just roommates. Lord, what's up with this? How The bottom line of it was my friend was like, well, wait, that's an empty pot. You, you, you're trying to kick the empty pot? What do you expect? I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and even last night, I'm like, okay, that's empty over there. So why am I trying to get something from that? So ultimately, today I heard it again. <laughs> I'm not going to kick that empty can. I'm going to go to Jesus. And what am I responsible for? To pray for him, period. Oh, God. <laughs> and see what God going to do. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Open my mouth again. Oh, God. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Jesus. And I'm going to pray for him. And I'm going to study. And I'm going to just wait to see what God going to do. What What is God's plan? What's the vision here for him? Thank you. Amen. Amen. Anybody Deanna, else? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can. Yeah. Oh, I got muted for some reason. So, Sister Carolyn, that's amazing, but I want you to add one thing to it. Pray for yourself that God change your heart. God has heard enough about Ricky. It's great for you to intercede for him, and we should still do that. But the primary thing, the common denominator is you. My common denominator was me. And and asking God to change my heart about him is what I needed to do. I need to be the wife that he needs, not the wife I want to be. Right? Does that make sense? And you can use that in any relationship, though. It doesn't have to just be, you know, if there's a relationship or it's a work relationship, whatever, you can use it, use that model. You know, go back to you. We can't control other people. We can only control ourselves. Okay, muting. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I agree. Hallelujah. Action. Amen. Amen. Listen. Listen, listen. Amen. Anybody else? Uh, Dion. Mm-hmm. This is Ruth again. I wanted to say something about fear. You know, when I, um, when I first got calling in, I was okay. I was too fearful to cross the bridge, y'all. Um, 49, 48, 49 years old. I was I almost cried because I could not cross the bridge. One time I had to have Kyle. We had to switch seats just to get me over the bridge. And I don't know what where that fear come from and how it just developed all of a sudden at this age. I've been crossing the bridge since I was 16, 17 driving, and I developed this fear of heights and couldn't cross the bridge. And so during this journey of cooking, God would put me in a position where I had to go back and forth to the Bay Area and to San Francisco to cook fish for folks. Now I have no fear of the bridge. I, gotta, I go from Vallejo to San Francisco all the time. But he put me in a position, and I had to pray, and I, had to, and, 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 and I would think about what Dion, I would think about Dion and my brother, those the two people that I would think about when I had to cross that bridge. But I, it was so crazy. I was, I seriously could not cross the bridge. And I'm so grateful to God that I've overcome that fear because um, it's on and popping now. I've crossed the bridge with no problem. I don't even think about it. Hey, Ruth, I want you to get on the plane and get up here to Vegas because I sure need some fish, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, you just, um, hi, this is Mona, you guys. 
um, that's my prop. That's my situation now when it comes to me the fear of the um, of driving. Like me, I would not. If it's nighttime and it's raining, I ain't going nowhere. You ain't get me to go nowhere. Not a bridge, not a ramp, not a freeway. I mean, but that that's holding me down, and I know that that's holding me from um, it's keeping me isolated in this thorn house. Like I like if it's you know that that fear. So I'm definitely need um just just everything, guys. From I was just listening. I mean, when I say everybody was speaking something that pertains, you know, I came to me. Not just um how to fight, you know, I just thank everybody who spoke. But for me, that fear, that's what I need to um to get a strategic um, prayer for because I see what it's doing. Like, even like now when I be ready to get up and go, all of a sudden now I'm getting all these blisters under my feet, knowing that the, what I love to do is to cook and what I want to do, you know, pertains to taking care of people and um uh, me being on my feet, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I know it ain't nothing, but... Enemy, I still push through. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. So it's just, it's just crazy to me, you know, how I, I see what's holding, what's holding me back with that fear, uh, especially when it comes to that driving, when you said that. Over the, the bridge, you can't get, I refuse. I refuse, but I know that that's a problem. Well, Mona, I want to say this just because you said something really relevant. Um, you are the second person that I've heard of with blisters under their feet. I'm going to need you to go to the doctor, please, and thank you. In the last, like, 60 days, literally. I will call her today and see if she can squeeze me in. All right. Yep. That's a good idea. Thank you. Okay. Amen. One of the things that begins to happen um, when you start experiencing healing, it looks like the reverse. When you start to go into the deep things of who you are, um, God begins, there's a manifestation that happens, and it's part of the deliverance process. This is the thing. I need you not to be afraid. I need you to pursue. The only way to overcome something that you are fearing drastically is to do it, is to deal with it, whatever it is. I just needed to say that. With love, I just, as, as you said, with love. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right. With love. Mm-hmm. The only, only way to overcome anything is to overcome it. <laughs> Period. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Hey, good morning. This is Imani. I would be remiss Hi, not Imani. to mention. Hey, good morning. Uh, I remember maybe a year and a half ago, we were praying for the babies. You guys remember, they're the Z babies, and they range from one, two, three, and four years old. Uh-huh. Now, now they're two, three, four, and five. And about two Wednesdays ago, um, we got the uh, notice that we're legal guardians of them. So, And that was a reflect of prayers from Declare Victory and some of the other groups that I'm, that I'm involved in. So uh, for the lady who spoke earlier, like Dion, I always say you win if you don't quit. So thank you guys for the present. He spoke this morning. That was him saying good morning, baby. So thank you guys. Oh, wow. That was the baby talking. That's so dope. <laughs> There's so much to that story. And Imani, you, you forgot to mention, honey, the lemonade bar that was, was once. 
just a little kit in Caboodle. And now, honey, uh, you can find Lemonade Bar all over the Bay Area at any given event, at any given moment, moving and shaking. And it, it was just a vision. So true. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Dion, this is Carolyn. One last time. Amen. Um, mm -hmm. I heard, heard something that Ruth said, and I'm like, wow, it touched me. I heard it. My time management. Everywhere I go, I'm like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I gotta be known by being on time or being early, not by okay, she'll be here whenever she get here, late. Oh God, please. Oh God. <laughs> I'm like, how did she get delivered from it? When she talking about she ain't late no more. Period. Intentional. <laughs> Intentional change. That that look that look that Dion gave me. It was a look. I don't forget that look. I don't never want nobody to look at me like. I ain't serious. Wow. No, but but seriously, but seriously, I I overcame that. First of all, I wanted um. Oh, let me. I wanted to provide good customer service. And being on time is number one good customer service, whether you're dealing with black folk, white folk, anybody. And I just want to be able to get there and, you know, have all my stuff prepped and ready to go. And it just it just runs smooth. You know, I, I didn't never want to be out there. Always, her fish is good, but she's always late. You know, and I know people talk. I know I've, I've lost customers from being late. And so um, now I get there before the people get there. I'm sitting, on, I'm sitting there waiting on them. You know, I've had people ask for their money back because I was late, you know, and then because I'm coming from Sacramento, I had to factor in, you know, I need to be out of here at least two hours in advance because you never know what kind of traffic you're going to hear from Sacramento. And that was my problem, not, not, in, you know, um, not including that time, the travel time. So you can overcome it, I'm telling you, because, oh, gosh. I've overcome so many things by being on this line, but you know, be late for Dion. She give you that killer look. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Hi, Dion. This is Tanya. Um, I just wanted to say when you were speaking on the kids and how your kids are watching you go through your your struggles and your change in life the vision of, of them seeing you, you look at them and make them wonder, like, the faith that you have. They, like, mama, you tithing and you don't have the money to tithe or, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's a change mm -hmm. in watching my kids, you know, because they grew up and I also do hair. And now I'm a fashion designer as well as doing hair. But they watch me go through the change and the struggle and when they watch me change and go through the struggle, they like, Mama, how can you tie when you don't have the money? Or, Mama, how can you uh, do this when you're going through all of this? But I tell them, I got a seed in the ground. Right. You know? so That's right. I tell them I planted a seed, and I believe God, and he's changing it around, and he's changing it around, you know. So it's just amazing how, like you said, the vision the things, you know, from going to making $1,800 a week to barely paying the booth rent and, you know, going to, and then now. So I just thank God, and I just say it was good that I was afflicted because he, he built character. He taught me how to uh, share. He taught me how to be a giver, he, you know. So it's just, 
it's a blessing. He taught me how to dwell with him. You know, if I wouldn't have, if I would have just went kept making that money, then I wouldn't have been this close with the Lord. You know, so listen, come you know, on, it's the truth. It's yeah, the truth. so it just build it builds your character, it builds your strength in him, it takes you to the next level, make you rest and dwell in the secret place of the most high. He gives you the strength and the power to do the the other things. Yes, I like you said, building a business, I give everything to my business. I understand like where Tyler Perry and Steve Harvey and them was homeless because you like literally I lost everything and willing to to keep it because I know once this building, uh, this business built, then I can be a blessing to everything is coming back, you know, tenfold. And I, I never stopped tithing. I never stopped trusting them. So, you know, I just, I have the revelation before I had the manifestation. So I'm just trusting it. I just, like you say, that vision, I see I'm a visionary, you know, have to be. So it's there. Mm, that's so good. thank you. you I love it. I love, love, love your messages and, and just, just declare victory. It really gave me peace as I'm walking through this journey. I'm resting knowing that he's going to see me through it all. So thank Amen. you guys all. Love to declare victory to life. <laughs> Amen. And we love you right back. Hey, go ahead. Wow, Tanya. Wow, Tanya. Who else is that? It's it's, it's Nakisha. Uh, No, it's Nakisha. Um, When uh, Tanya was speaking, I remember um, I was remembering an analogy that was given on the line about when you're building a building, the the taller that it is, the deeper that the foundation has to go into the earth. And so we're going deeper and and closer with God because he's going to elevate us so high that we have to have a very, we have to have a very strong foundation and it's no time for playing. We have to be serious about this thing because there's so many people's lives that are dependent on it, us getting it right. It's real. Oh. It's, it's real. I, yeah. yeah. That's good. That's a good place right there, Keish. That's a that's a heck of a trek from where you started, and um, and even your yes, your silence and your fear of talking. I'm proud of you for doing the work and for uh, bearing the pain of the process. Because the reality is, all kidding to the left, this just be painful. Yes. Straight up, it hurts. You know, breaking your flesh and changing your mind and and staying the course, even when you can't see. The end result. It's it's not as Ravonda would say. This is not a cakewalk. This is not for the faint of heart, right? But vision calls for some very uncomfortable places in order for you to get to the manifestation. So, yeah, that's good. Thank you all for sharing. Amen. 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 Well, it's about eight thirty, y'all. Close to it. Uh, we've been doing it unapologetically. I am mad. Um, and at the end of the day, imagine if every single person, and I think it's still like 60 people on the call, imagine if every single person here got healed and went back and saved one person and they got healed and they went back and saved one person, what we could do um, in the earth and what legacy we'd be able to leave with the vision that God has given us and the courage to see it through. So I just want to encourage you to keep going. Um, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, I promise 
the win may not look like you want it to, but uh, I believe you'll win if, in fact, you do not quit. Keep going, guys. Have an amazing day. 5 o'clock prayer call for Archer Circle members tonight, 7 p.m. We're back at it. Amen. See you guys tonight. Good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. Have a good day. Have a good day, everyone. God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you so much. See you back at five. Have a good day, everyone. Be safe. Okay. Bye.